from Frey Productions. It's the local creators. Conversations about creativity, leadership, and business with some of Chilliwack's great female leaders, entrepreneurs, and creatives. I'm Jasmine Humphrey, and on today's show, we have Brett, owner and creator of Madam Radical, on pursuing her dream and on the importance of putting a face to a brand. Honestly, I, uh, I've i always been someone who likes to be on camera, <laughs> which sounds so vain, and I it's okay, honestly. I grew up in the generation of like YouTubers, so I always was like, I want to make videos, and I would upload videos to YouTube all the time. Brett originally went to school for environmental compliance and protection, then went on to public relations. She immediately gravitated towards the creative aspect, having shown a love for it as a kid. My mom said I was a home devil and a street angel. <laughs> That's how she would refer to me. Um, I was pretty like quiet in school and like shy, but at home I was just like wild, like loud and always doing something. I was very like creative, but undiagnosed, definitely had some ADHD and like autism. So I just like left myself everywhere around the house. Um, basically a tornado was what I was. It's yep. <laughs> basically your, it. <laughs> was, your, was your mom or dad also pretty creative? Were they really into the arts or drawing or anything? Um, My biological father was pretty creative. He wasn't really like involved in my life so it wasn't like I watched him be creative and I learned from there but I'm sure there's some genetic component there um and my mom is currently very crafty with like she's crocheting all the time and making jewelry and stuff but growing up she wasn't really she didn't really have time she was basically a single mom so yeah yeah what um what sort of did you gravitate to as a kid you know were you mostly drawing did you like more like like three like clay and stuff like that or what what was it my big thing was definitely drawing like every Christmas I was getting those books that was like how to draw dinosaurs or how to draw like all these different things um but then I also did a lot of bead work and how did you kind of develop did you sort of find your sort of niche and what, what you really enjoyed um I kind of kind of had like a weird experience I guess with art because it wasn't the traditional trajectory I didn't go to school for art um in high school I took art all the way through till grade 12 because I just loved it um and I took all different kinds of art like I was doing music and drama and visual art so we did a lot of painting as well and I loved it but then I went to college for something completely unrelated and didn't touch it again basically until a couple of years ago <laughs> Right. Yeah, I think I saw on your site, you mentioned something about uh, getting a paper to collect soil samples. Yeah. And uh, what was the other thing? Uh, managing people's public personas. So you, you explain what that means. You went to school for something else or? Yeah. So right out of high school, I went to school for environmental compliance and protection. So basically learning about Canadian laws in terms of like what you're allowed to do with the environment and how to protect it. Uh, because I cared about the environment and I still do. And then I took a year off and ended up going back to school because I could not find a job in that field. And it also, I realized it wasn't what I actually wanted to do. It wasn't what I was really like passionate about and something I wanted to do for the rest of my life because nobody knows what they want to do for the rest of their life at 18 years old. <laughs> um, so I went back to school for public relations 
And that was where I really, I found my thing there um, because this specific public relations program was very focused on the creative side. So we took a lot of marketing courses. Um, the big thing was just about creating like a brand identity and that included the visual elements. That was a huge part of it. So while I went to school for public relations, I learned a lot of the creative side, which is what I now use. And obviously the branding education helps a lot. <laughs> But you, you can sort of see as you start to kind of figure out your your brand identity and how it kind of how now it's sort of much more cohesive. And, and would you did you get help with that or was that strictly from your from your PR training? And Yeah, that was just uh, from myself. Like before I started doing this, I worked full time for a marketing company um, or not a marketing company. I was the marketing team for a company. Um, mm-hmm. But on the side, I was doing brand work for small businesses because that's I just love doing brand work and I still do. And I still love helping other businesses do it because it's so fun. So I kind of just did it myself, but it's because I love it so much. (laughs) Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about the idea behind Madam Radical and and how you kind of came up with that identity and and, um, yeah, how that kind of came about. So the name specifically, I knew I wanted it to be feminine um and also like kind of hmm, what's the proper word (laughs) not controversial but a little bit like punchy you know yeah yeah yeah. um because I like I would consider myself like a pretty diehard feminist um so I wanted my like name to kind of have notes of that which is why I was like a radical feminist so I took the radical and then madam it just kind of worked. I played with a couple different things and that was my favorite combination of it um, because a big push for me was actually doing stuff that was focused on women and like empowering women. And, you know, so that was where the name came from. <laughs> ah, okay. And I, uh, you know, again, sort of looking at some of your, your influences and stuff like that, I can tell that you're heavily influenced, but like a lot of like pop cultural pop culture from your youth. I see a lot of like Magic School Bus, I think I saw on there and like uh, Disney and sort of talk to me about how, you know, where where your influences come from and where you kind of draw some of your creativity. So the reason I do like nostalgic stuff is because we were happy when we were children watching this stuff. And why did that have to stop? Like we're grownups, that's great and all, but like I can still find joy in watching a kid's show or even just seeing the image it just brings you back to that like simpler time and it's okay to feel joy when you see those things um so I get inspired by that because I want people to feel that way I think life is way too serious like if you can insert joy into like little pockets here and there you should yeah so anything that brings me joy I and I only make the things that I actually like because I think otherwise it's like I'm just doing this for the money and I'm not I'm not doing it for the money like I'm doing it because I enjoy doing it. So I'm not going to make something that I don't like. <laughs> yeah. But on the other hand too, it is because I, it's my understanding you, this is your full-time job. Um, so you still have to go out there and be able to obviously support yourself, but how do you, what do you do? You know, cause I was, you know, with my conversations with uh, Jordan, you know, the amount of work it takes to, to set up your venues and then if the weather is terrible, you know, or you have an off day, it's like, how do you, do you ever feel, I 
not saying that like you don't want to get out of bed but it's like you, you like i don't have the energy does that ever happen where it's like oh and, and then if you do how, how do you kind of shake the funk off because because honestly yeah like this is my full-time job so you're right like I do just have to do it sometimes and I'm pretty open about like my mental health is certainly not like top tier by any means it's a work in progress like most people um and I don't wake up motivated most days uh I don't think a lot of people do wake up motivated we need to source motivation from other people which is why things like books and podcasts and all of these great resources exist to motivate us when we can't motivate ourselves and friends that's why you need a community of people because you can't always be on but somebody will be to help you you know get motivated yeah yeah no absolutely and I'm sure Jordan does too you know when I I was talking to her about your recent collaboration there and the whole Barbie set and all that sort of stuff is just so cool and I was talking to her a little bit about um, creativity and um, how you kind of find it and obviously having that collaboration where you can bounce off ideas with somebody, especially where it seems like the two of you um, have a lot of uh, synchronicity between the two of you. Um, she also must be sort of a motivator um, and maybe a little bit of friendly competition or something between the two of you as well. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like, I, she's actually my first friend that I've ever had that I can talk about stuff like this with. And I've craved that my entire life because I've always been a creative person. And while I've had friends that were creative, it wasn't really the same because I've never had a friend who was creative, but also had the like, get up and go to just like, I'm going to make something happen. And I craved that. So when I met Jordan, I was like, this is like an answer to my prayers. I wanted this person in my life for so long. And she just, she was great. She just like inserted herself. She was like, hi, you're cool. I want to be your friend. And I'm like, oh, please, please. This is great. <laughs> um, and it's kind of fun. Like we do have a little bit of a friendly competition. It's kind of like an unwritten thing. We just like, we'll ask each other, like, how are you doing at this event? Because we do go to a lot of the same events. And it's kind of just nice to push each other to like get a little bit further. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, Brett talks to us about leaving a full-time job and pursuing her dream. That's all coming up right after this short break. Hey, looking for some epic tabletop adventures? Check out D&D Chilliwack, the ultimate local Facebook group that connects players and DMs. Whether you're looking for heroes to join you in a battle against Tiamat, or DM to guide you on a campaign of golden glory, check out facebook.com slash Chilliwack. Hey, welcome back to the local creators. Here's more of my conversation with Brett, owner and creator of Madam Radical. So I was working full-time for a government agency and funding cuts made it so that marketing wasn't important anymore. <laughs> um, and I was kind of doing this on the side, but it was like super on the side because I didn't have time for it really. Um, so when I lost this job, I was like, okay, I can now go and find a job where everybody is looking for a job right now. It was the middle of the pandemic um, and compete with all these people. I'm not originally from here. I've only been here three years now. So all of these people have a one up on me because they have those connections. So I can either try and fight that or I can do this. And that's just what I decided to do. And I'm like, this isn't, this isn't a what if I'm like I have to make this happen because I don't have a choice yeah yeah 
no, I, I, I totally get that. And I think the other thing is too, you know, you, you with Madame Radical, so much of that is also entrenched in your own, uh, like Brett, you know, you are also sort of the face of that. Honestly, I, uh, I've always been someone who likes to be on camera, <laughs> which sounds so vain. And I, it's okay. Honestly, yeah. I grew up in the generation of like, YouTubers. So I always was like, I want to make videos and I would upload videos to YouTube all the time. Like, so I'm kind of used to that. And I, I'm not going to lie. I like attention. And I think it's okay to say that, like, it's okay to like attention. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm totally cool with it. And then I also know, like, from my education that putting a face to a brand is super important because people connect to people. They don't, you could sell, if I was selling rocks, but people really liked me, they would buy all of my rocks. <laughs> So you kind of like have to put yourself out there and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you hear something, do you, do you go for everything? Cause you've been doing this for a while now. I would say what, two, about two years. I just had my first year anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so are you still in the boat where you feel like, Oh, I, I got to get my hands on to everything. Are you much more selective on things that you sort of go to? Um, so I kind of went really hard um, the first, well, the first year, because it's only been a year, I guess. <laughs> um, I went really hard and I did way too many events and I'm still currently doing way too many events. Um, but my mentality is that I'm still young. I can do all these events now so that one day I don't have to do them all when I want to spend time with my family. Um, but right now I don't have the family to like spend the time with. So I'm trying to work as hard as I can now so that later I can take a step back but i'm hoping over the next year i'm doing less markets because right now it's just too much so i want to focus on doing the big ones and then doing a lot of online and like wholesale mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i will still do an event if it's like a good cause like there's a couple events i've done that are like for women empowerment or like the indigenous people's day like stuff like that i don't care how many people show up i'm gonna go when it comes to doing a new product or you just like come up with an idea and you're like yeah I'm gonna do that or is it like do you sort of mull it over for a while like where do you sort of get your inspiration to try new to new new avenues to like maybe push what Madam Radical sort of is obviously you have stickers and books do you just go and try new stuff or so I get like the stickers for example that was something a customer asked um oh. if I would do stickers and at the time I was like why would I do stickers <laughs> now I can't imagine not doing stickers um but a lot of it I get ideas and I just write it in my phone and then I'll go back and look at it after and I'll do like market research and see what other people are doing um a big one is going on Etsy seeing how many listings are up for that specific product how much they're selling for you know like how much action is actually happening on these things. And then also, again, just like how I feel about it. If I'm really like passionate about it, I'm like, this is amazing. It's going to work. And if I brand it the right way and I'm like, yeah, guys, this is great. You need this. <laughs> One thing I really liked, um, I think it was something that you did early on. And I just, I think it represents uh, being a, you know, sort of a feminist BC girl is the Sasquatch. Where did that kind of idea come from? Was that something that you were just like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that? Or did that, was that like a slow uh, deliberation or? It was one of, I think it was actually my very first design I did. Um, and it just like 
came to me and it was probably the only thing that ever like came to me unprovoked. Um, and I had written it down. I was like, I'm going to do this. And then a couple of weeks later, I sat down and did it. I'm like, this is exactly what I pictured. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah, I don't know. That was a weird one, but it's still one of my faves. <laughs> I also think everything Sasquatch themed is so like manly and like bush like. I'm like, it can be cute. <laughs> yeah. I think the other thing I wanted to sort of ask you is so you've been doing this for a year. Um, you've got a really good sense of brand identity. What are your sort of thoughts on going forward? Like, where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years? Oh, wow. It's hard to imagine because my brain goes like multiple different avenues. But I mean, ideally, I would be doing a couple markets locally because I I like them. They're fun. I like meeting the people. Um, And I also just have a really good time building the setups. Um, So ideally, if I can do just like a couple really big events a year that I can really plan making full displays for. Um, That would be great. And then having majority of my sales being online and wholesale would be amazing. And just kind of having some sort of warehouse within the uh, Fraser Valley where I can hold it all. Cause I don't have very much room in my little basement apartment. (laughs) Uh, So that'd be really cool. I also have been toying with the idea of getting a cargo van and like turning it into basically like my little boutique on wheels. Of course, be branded very obnoxiously in pink. (laughs) Yeah. Can you bring a vent? Like, could you use that as your booth at like one of these vendor locations? It depends on what the event is. Uh Um, If it's outdoors, it would probably have to be with the food trucks, I would imagine. I don't know. Uh But even if I'm just like creating a van to lug all my stuff somewhere, that would be really cool. Cause like the festival I just did with Jordan, it would have been great if we had something like that. Cause we brought everything into my little car. It was very hard. Um, and then of course with a cargo van, you can work on it so that you can have a bed in there. And my fiance is very handy. He's built all of our furniture. So like, that's something he already wants to do. So I'm like, all right, you can do that, but also leave space for my stuff. Yeah. That's Brett from Madam Radical. You can find Brett and her possible future boutique on wheels by visiting madamradical.com. This has been an episode of The Local Creators. I'm Jasmine Humphrey. Thanks for listening.